This class is Leil Nishmas, Reb Moshe Tzvi Ben Devber Hakain, made in Shama Havn Aliyah. The title of this class is Egg Ed Part 1. This class is solely intended for educational purposes. It does not in any way replace a Rav. Any questions regarding your personal cash standards should be discussed with your Rav. When it comes to eggs, we are told in Halacha that eggs have the exact same status of the bird that laid them. And therefore, if the bird was a kosher bird, the eggs are kosher. And if the birds, the bird was not kosher, obviously the, the eggs are not kosher. Therefore, the first thing one has to do when, to make sure when buying eggs is to make sure the eggs are coming from a kosher bird. As we have discussed in detail in Poultry Precautions Part 5, in the class over there we discussed how there are a variety of chickens some chickens, we do have a masera to be that they are kosher. Some chickens, we do not have a masera. And one has to be careful to make sure it's only coming from chickens that have a masera. Generally, throughout all the ages, the chickens that are used to lay eggs are the similar types of chickens. And they are chickens that we do have a masera for. And therefore, if one knows that these are chicken eggs... They don't have to start looking into specifically which chicken it is because generally sold chicken eggs are coming from breeds that were generally always used for, for chicken eggs and one can assume that they are kosher. We did mention in the previous class that we mentioned poultry precautions number five that there was once a big question that came up whether all the eggs that are being produced in various places which come from the leghorn chicken, whether it was kosher or not, due to the position of the leghorn's feet when it rests, when it perches. And we discussed in detail in that class how it ended up being fine. The question is, what about other types of birds? Duck eggs or quail eggs are eggs that one can find on the market. How do those work? How does one know that they're kosher? In addition, can one trust a non-Jewish person if a non-Jewish person tells them these eggs are kosher? Or could they come from a chicken? Can one trust them? So regarding ducks, similarly, is the same idea as a chicken. Ducks that produce eggs generally are the ones that we do have a masera for, and therefore, for duck eggs, one can eat duck eggs that are sold in the stores. When it comes to quail eggs, one has to be a little bit more cautious. First of all, there's a general discussion if the quails we have today is actually the quails that were eaten back in the day. We know in the Torah mentions that Jews ate the slav, which is translated into English as quails. But not everyone says that we actually know which quail is the one that we have Maseira on. It is known that before World War II, in Europe and other places, people did eat quails. And the OU looked into it and spoke with the Rav, that's a Holocaust survivor that was around before, uh, the World World War II, and he was able to help the OU identify which quails were eaten then, and therefore continue the Messira, continue the tradition, and we know which specifically which quail which quails are kosher, and specifically the quail that is kosher in English is called the Coturnix quail. That quail is kosher. There are other quails which are pretty common in America. The other one is called the Button quail, which is bred more for um, pets. It's a very small quail. There's not much I can do uh, for meat-wise, but it's used as a pet. It's very small, maybe the size of a sparrow. 
but its eggs are actually pretty large, and its eggs are actually similar, pretty similar in size to the Coturnix. And its eggs also has splashes of color and, uh, so to speak, you know, ink on the eggs in a way just like the Coturnix. Obviously, their splashes are different, and when they know how to differentiate between them, we'll know what's coming from a button uh, quail and what's coming from a Coturnix quail. There's another quail that's found in the Midwest areas of uh, the U.S., which people use for eggs, which is called the bobwhite quail. The bobwhite quail's eggs are pretty much white eggs, and even though so, therefore, even though the bobwhites we do not have a mesera, one doesn't have to worry that they may come to mix up and and use their eggs because we do not have a mesera and it's not kosher, and the eggs are clearly white and they're distinct. But one has to just know how to differentiate between to identify the differences between the splotches on the eggs of a button quail, which are not kosher or don't have a mesera for, and the splotches that are found on the eggs of a coturnix quail, which are kosher. Many quail eggs already come with OU hechsher, and therefore that means they are certain that it's coming from the coturnix. If not, one should look into it to make sure that the quail eggs they have is from the coturnix. This is all accepting that we still have the Messera today. There are those that hold that the Messera has been lost, and that today we don't really know uh, what the right quail is, and therefore that modern-day quails should be totally avoided. And this is the opinion of the KLBD, the London-based in Hashgacha, as well as others, and therefore so many will not use any quail eggs whatsoever. One should speak, obviously, to their personal rav, how they should go about Regarding buying eggs from a source which you wouldn't trust generally kashrus-wise, Shukhnarch does write that a non-from Jew that doesn't keep kosher and that cannot be, or that doesn't keep other things and therefore cannot be trusted for kashrus, or a non-Jewish merchant, which also is generally not trusted for kashrus matters, they are believed to say that these eggs come from a let's say, specific kosher bird, chicken or duck or the right quail, and one can trust them. And the reason that's explained is because the shach says over there that a merchant is trusted because one can take one of his eggs and compare it to another egg that we know for sure is coming from that type of kosher bird, and it will be easily revealed that he lied. And by lying, the merchant's going to risk damaging his reputation and his business, and therefore, based on that, we can take his word, the fact that he doesn't want to ruin his reputation, and when he guarantees to you that all the eggs are coming from a kosher source, therefore one can trust it and one can buy it. Therefore, based on that, that's why one can go to the store and buy eggs, even though there's no ashgacha, because regular eggs mean they're from chickens, and the regular chickens which are used out there to, for eggs are basically the kosher type of chickens. However, if someone sees a farmer or someone selling uh, on the side of the road or in their farm heirloom eggs or eggs that are different from interesting species of chickens, then automatically it's not enough that they're telling you it's from a chicken. You have to find out if that species of chicken as well is kosher. And one has to be careful to make sure that they're only getting their eggs in such a case from a kosher species of chicken. And this is based on the idea of the Ramah mentions in Shulchan Aruch, that although the Shulchan Aruch says that you can buy eggs typically from a merchant and assume that they're coming from the kosher chickens, 
when chicken eggs look different, which sometimes heirloom chicken eggs or the like look different, they'll be a little blue or with splotches. The moment they look different than the traditional eggs, then one has to look into it and one should avoid buying it. Even if the farmer insists that they're coming from the kosher chicken eggs, the moment they look different, it makes a question on the eggs and one needs to be cautious. One may ask, is there a way to tell just by looking at an egg if it's coming from a kosher chicken or not? So there's an interesting Gemara. The Gemara gives us two ways to know that an egg is basically not kosher. The Gemara says an egg that is not kosher will be either fully round, like a ball, round on top, round on bottom, like the Gemara says, or will be pointy on one side, pointy on the other side, like a football, so to speak. Those eggs, you know, for sure are not kosher. Another sign to know eggs for sure not kosher is the egg that when you crack it open, the outer part is the yolk, and the inner part is the albumin. That's another way to know that. So if you see that in an egg, you know for sure it's not kosher. And now kosher eggs have the sign that on one end of the egg they're rounded, and on the other side of the egg they're pointed. So that's, that's, that's one sign to know an egg is kosher. And another sign is when you crack the egg open, the yolk is in the center, and it's surrounded by the albumin. So it's discussed in halacha that if one sees an egg, that's pointed on one side, flat on the other side, and cracks it open and sees inside the exact, that the yolk is in the center and it's surrounded by the albumin. Nevertheless, one cannot know that this egg is kosher because all the Gemara is saying is, you know for sure it's not kosher if it's round or if it's pointed on both sides. And that uh, kosher eggs will for sure always be rounded on one side, pointed on the side, and have the yolk in the center. But there could also be eggs coming from non-kosher birds or coming from birds that we do not have in Masaira that have the same signs as a kosher egg. So therefore, the signs themselves are not enough. And one can't say, you know what, I'm in doubt, I'm not sure if this is kosher or not. Let me look. Is one side rounded and one side pointed? Okay, and inside the yolk is the center? Okay, I know it's kosher. That's not enough to establish it's kosher, but it's enough to establish something is not kosher. And it's enough as to, to just to be a sign that if you do find an egg that's fully round, that uh, basically you cannot assume it's kosher. Now, if someone bought a regular carton of eggs, and in the carton of eggs they find the eggs that, that looks fully round, oval on both sides, does this mean that somehow a non-kosher egg got into this tray of eggs? Now, obviously, there is the possibility. There's the possibility that in a chicken coop, somehow another bird came in and laid the eggs. However, it's a discussion amongst Pesachim on how to go about in such a case. So, obviously, if you saw clearly a chicken lay a round egg, then we know it's kosher because that chicken was kosher and anything that comes from a kosher bird is kosher. So, that's the one person knows that that egg is kosher. There is this custom Pesachim that if a chicken is always only you know, producing ground eggs, that could be a sign the other way, that this chicken happens to be not kosher from not kosher species, because if it's always doing that, there's something wrong. But if it happens to be once in a while, it produces round eggs, that doesn't mean anything about the chicken, and the egg is kosher if you saw it come from the chicken. It happens to be today, we can find many times uh, chickens that will produce round eggs that are round on both sides. 
The question is, if you do not, you didn't see the chicken, and you open the tray, and you see inside the tray eggs, and one of them looks fully round. What can you do in such a case? So there's the opinion of the base Lachem Yehuda. He says that it, it may look to you round, but really you could safe to assume that it's not really round on both sides. Because if you would properly really me- uh, measure it precisely, you would realize that one side is more round and one side is a little bit more tapered. That's what he mentions. However, he does say that if you would f- measure it properly and it's actually round, fully, fully round, you can't eat that egg because the egg, according to Allah, is coming from a non-kosher bird and you didn't see it come out of a kosher bird, so you can't eat it. There are others that argue the Sefer Tuf Tamadas disagrees with the Beis Lachem Yehuda and he holds that appearance is what is the determining factor and if by an appearance it looks around, that's enough that we're not allowed to eat that egg and one should go by appearance. If it looks around, you don't have to start measuring it. You don't eat that egg. Now that we know that our eggs are kosher, the next question is, which we'll be discussing in next class, when you crack the egg open and there's a possibility of finding blood, do you have an obligation to check it? What do you do if you see blood? What do you do if you cooked it by mistake? We'll discuss all these details in the next class. This is a follow-up to Egg Ed Part 1. Some questions came in. The first question that came in is, it was mentioned in the class that the egg gets the status of the bird that it was in. What if the bird was a trefa? A trefa means halakhically it was injured or ill to the point that it's considered to have a life-threatening illness and basically it's considered already dead even though it's alive and it's considered having been dying, not with shechita, and therefore this bird is forbidden even when alive. So in such a case, the eggs uh, seemingly would also be forbidden, and that's true. Eggs coming from a chicken, it's a trefa, um, the eggs themselves also are not kosher. And in halacha, it's discussed, does one have to be careful? So obviously, if one knows for sure that's coming from a chicken, it's a trefa, then one is not allowed to eat the eggs. However, if one does not know, one could accept the chicken eggs without doing any special investigation, because we could follow the roi of the majority. The majority of eggs are not coming from an egg that's a trefa. Another question that came in is regarding the quail eggs. If Bob White quail eggs are white and look similar to chicken eggs, but really are not kosher because we don't have a mesaira, uh, how do we tell the difference between a Bob White egg and a chicken egg? The obvious difference is that the Bob White quail eggs are much smaller than chicken eggs and uh, they don't look like them at all in size, so they're clearly different. Someone else came uh, asked a question, what if one finds two yolks inside of an egg? Does that is that a sign of an egg being not kosher? Or what if there's no yolk at all? So this is discussed in Paiskim and uh, it says that a, 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 a egg that has two yolks uh, could be found in kosher eggs and is not a problem uh, at all. With regards to an egg that has no yolk, there's actually a machlekes, there's a dispute amongst halachic authorities whether an egg with no yolk is kosher. Those that say that such an egg is not kosher, they base themselves on the gemara that we mentioned in the last class, or in, in part one, 
that a sign of a kosher egg is that there is a yolk surrounded by an albumin, by the white. And therefore, in such a case, since there isn't this sign, there's just the white, then it's not a kosher egg. Others bring from scientists or from uh, other sources that there's a possibility of a chicken laying an egg without a yolk, especially if it's one of the last eggs that the chicken is laying, and therefore one could consider this egg kosher even uh, even though there's no yolk. Practically speaking, the Prichadosh brings that although it uh, seems like such an egg would be kosher, nevertheless, um, one should be strict and not use such an egg unless it was ready mixed in with other eggs. In such a case, it, it would be fine.